1: want to talk to you and kind of unpack just here together with us uh, a little bit about friends and the value of a friendship and what a friend looks like and uh, some of the characteristics of a true friend and hopefully and prayerfully you have some friends like this in your life Um, but even more importantly hope you are one of these friends that you're living out some of the characteristics of what I believe we find in scripture to teach that what a friend should be doing. So, I hope I can bring value to you in this message today. I hope you are encouraged with this message today. I hope it's not like a pastor friend of mine. A pastor friend of mine at his church, uh, he went into the bathrooms and he installed these sanitary hot air hand drying machines, right? Uh, And so he put those in there, thought they would eliminate all the paper towels. And so he put those in, just push the button and you do the hand drying thing, right? So he put those in his church. They only lasted about two weeks. And he took them out. So we asked him, said, why would you take out the hand-drying devices in your bathrooms? He said, well, I went into the bathroom one day, and I saw a son on the hand-dryer. It said, for a sample of the pastor's sermon, push this button. <laughs> so he took them out. That's a good joke. My point is, some of you are just now getting that. It, it kind of starts, and then rumbles, and then it kind of goes through them. I hope my message today is more than just hot air. I hope, it's, I, hope, I hope we're just not taking up space and time on our calendar, on our watches. I hope it's something that you can be uh, encouraged by. I hope it's something that you can maybe write in the margins of your mind and live by. Because scripture has a lot to say about friends. And we need friends in our life. Would you agree? So Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 down through verse number 12 Uh, Let's look at this passage of Scripture. The Bible says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can... Resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Now that passage of Scripture has a lot to say about relationships. Oftentimes we look at that passage of Scripture and we put it within the context of marriage. But I believe it goes deeper than just a husband and wife relationship. I believe we can pull out of that passage of Scripture all relationships, and especially friends. The Bible has a lot to say about fellowship. It's the Greek word koinonia, and it's more than just eating chili together, right? It's more than just having a church casserole together. That Greek word koinonia means living life together, sharing life together, getting to a place where you know you have someone that's there for you when you come through these rough places in life that you can go through that with that person or with those individuals. I think Chuck Swindoll, Charles Swindoll said it best. I have a quote for you and I believe I have it on the screen. But Charles Swindoll made this observation and he says this. He says, the neighborhood bar is possibly the best, everybody say the next word, counterfeit. Now pay attention here what we're saying. The neighborhood bar is possibly the best counterfeit that there is to the fellowship that Christ wants to give his church. I'll let that sink in just for a moment. The neighborhood bar is possibly the very best counterfeit to the fellowship that Christ wants to give His church. Chuck Swindoll goes on and says this. It's an imitation, dispensing liquor instead of grace, escape rather than reality. But it is a permissive, accepting, inclusive fellowship. It is unshockable. It is democratic. You can tell people secrets and they usually don't tell others or even want to. The bar flourishes not because people are alcoholics but because God has put into the human heart the desire to know and be known. The desire to love And be loved. And so many people seek a counterfeit at the price of a few beers. How sad that is. How sad that that statement is so true when it comes to why people go to these bars because they're longing for something. And the church should be the place where we can offer that something that people are longing for. A place to know and be known. A place to love and be loved. A place to share your concerns and worries. A place to receive grace. A place to receive mercy. A place to receive assistance and help as you go through life. The local church is invaluable. When you think about all that a local church brings to a family it's completely invaluable. There's not a price tag you can put on it, but only if you are engaging in true fellowship. Now, I didn't say only if you're coming to church on Sunday morning, because just coming in here on Sunday morning and walking back out the door is not enough. We need to connect in true, genuine relationship and fellowship one with another in order to be fulfilled in life, to know and be known, to love and to love. Does that make sense? Perhaps there's no better example of this. How many of you guys remember the old sitcom back in the day? And I think it's on the rerun channel now, Cheers. You remember that? I mean, it's a place. Matter of fact, do you remember the uh, the theme song? Here it goes. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Sing it with me. Boom, 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 boom. And they're always glad you came. Don't don't. You want to be where you can sing it. Your are, troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. How many of you got? Some of you looking like, at me like a bullfrog in a hailstorm, like you don't have a clue what I. How many of you guys know that sitcom? Cheers, right? I mean, it was one of the, I mean, one of the hot sitcoms back in the day, and everybody watched it. But what is sad. <laughs> is that this is written, this theme song is written about a bar instead of a church. To me, I find that sad. Where people want to go somewhere where everybody knows their name. Where people want to go somewhere where they can share their burdens and their trials and their heartaches. People can go somewhere where they can find relief to the stress and burden and heartaches that they have. Uh, Folks, listen. We can have that in the local church But it's going to take all of us together deciding that we are going to be relational. That we are going to be intentional in our relationships with other. Right? With other people. Oftentimes people have the mentality and we pray something like this. We pray, God, bless me and my four and no more. Right? All we're concerned about is me, myself, and I. Me and my family. We've got to get beyond that. Are you with me? As we start talking about friends and these relationships, we've got to get beyond that. So Ecclesiastes chapter 4 kind of gives us um, the stage, if you will, to be able to unpack some of the characteristics of a true friend, some of the characteristics that are taking place in a true fellowship that genuinely cares about one another, that loves and or longs to be loved and loved in return. The writer of Ecclesiastes says this. Here's what I want you to get out of this whole thing. Friendship is a good investment. Okay? Friendship is a good investment. In verse number 9, where it says that two are better than one because they have a good reward, that phrase, good reward, just simply means a good return. It's a good return that you're going to get on that investment that you're putting into that relationship or into that friendship, okay? So it's a great investment. Friendship is a very good investment. As a matter of fact, in Proverbs 18, 24, Scripture says that a man who has friends, you finish this for me, must show himself what? Friendly, right? A man who has friends must show himself friendly. So we've got to be intentional about our relationships. We've got to be intentional about our friendships. We've got to be intentional about our fellowship. Now, next Sunday, you know what we're doing? We've built into the church calendar a day where we can be intentional about our relationship. Because, listen, on Sunday morning... When you come in here and and I'm trying to gather my thoughts and I'm trying to get in the right frame of mind and I'm trying to get along by myself and pray right before the message. And I mean, it's hard for me to connect with everyone here on a Sunday morning. That's why I love those events where we can just relax and be a family and play together and laugh together and eat together. So don't underestimate the value of what you have an opportunity to to be a part of next Sunday morning with our outdoor worship service and chili, I'm not going to call it a cook-off, a chili eat-off, right? <laughs> where we get together and eat chili, where we play cornhole. Man, we had a little bit of cornhole going on here last time at our, at our, at our fellowship, and, and uh, myself and, and John Pratt dominated, right, didn't we, Harold? Tell them who won that thing. Harold, tell them who won that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So just come out and have fun with us, okay? So let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And I want to share with you four characteristics, four characteristics of a true friend, four characteristics that are invaluable that take place in a friendship. Are you ready? You need to jot these down. I want you to think about these types of friends that you may have, and then I want you to ask yourself the question... Am I this type of a friend to those that call me friend? Am I doing this to others? Okay? So here we go. I'm going to help real quickly, and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but I want you to get it. Okay? Number one characteristic of a real friend. Number one, real friends help you when you're down. A real friend helps you when you are down. Look what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 10. It says, for if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Listen, guys, there's going to be times in your life where you go through some hard places. And pity the person that goes through those hard places in life when they don't have a friend there with them to go through those hard places. And and Ecclesiastes 4 says, when you fall down, we have a friend to help us up. You see, a lot of people have acquaintances, right? I mean, you look on your Facebook go on your facebook and look at the number of friends that you have there in all reality most of those are just acquaintances right i mean i, I know i look at mine and, and i think it's somewhere around 1500 friends on facebook it's like 2500 first level connections on linkedin it's like a thousand plus connections on twitter followers uh, my blog has 2,500 followers that get an email whenever I post a blog, but majority of those are all just acquaintances, right? There's a difference between the number of acquaintances that you have and someone that is a genuine friend. As a matter of fact, it's been said often that you will have lived a successful life if you have enough friends to be your pallbearers at a funeral. Now think about that. It's said that you will have lived a successful life if you have enough friends to be pallbearers at your funeral. And I know I look at my life, and I've been blessed with a lot of very, very good acquaintances. But it boils down to, and I'm blessed, it boils down to about ten that I would call, those are really, really good friends. I know if I need them, they are going to be there. Well, How do you discern between friends and acquaintances? Here's how you discern that. Your true friends are the ones when you need them at 2 a.m. in the morning and you call them early in the morning, you say, hey, I need you right now. They're getting their clothes on, and they're asking the question, where are you? How can I get to you? That's a friend, right? So who are your 2 a.m. in the morning friends? Who are those individuals that you know when you hit a crisis in your life that they are going to be the one that you can reach out to that can help you when you are down, when you are going through that difficult time in your life? Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born in adversity. So one of the characteristics of a true friend is that friend's going to help you when you're down, right? That friend's going to be there for you at 2 o'clock in the morning if you need them. That friend's going to do whatever they can do to get there with you to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. That, my friends, is a friend, okay? Let me give you characteristic number two. Not only does a real friend help you when you're down, but number two, a real friend is someone who will provide emotional or within the context of our scripture, physical warmth in cold, cruel times or in a cold, cruel world, right? So a friend is going to be one that's there to provide you that support that you need. Listen to what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse number 11. Scripture says, also if two lie down together, they can keep warm, but how can one person keep warm alone? Now, I believe this is more than just physically needing warmth, although there's a lot of truth to that. And we all understand that and know that when you think about survival, right? You want to buddy up. You want to get close to get body heat from each other to keep warm. But I believe the scripture is going further than just physical warmth. Warmth. I believe also a friend is going to be there to provide that emotional strength that per a person may need whenever they're going through a difficult time. Right? They're going to be there when that friend needs strength emotionally or that friend needs strength spiritually or that friend needs strength maybe even or help financially i'm going to be there to help that individual through those difficult times that they're going through and this is the time that we need friends oftentimes when we go through these tough emotional as well as physical but more so emotional type struggles that we go through right how many of you guys ever went through some of that you've gone through some of those difficult times in life and man you're broken and you're down and thank god you had a couple people Thank God you had some people you could reach out to that could help you in that time. You know what that's called? That's called a true friend. Now, here's what I want you to get. There are two types of people in this world, okay? Whenever we're thinking about those types of friends or people that provide emotional strength for us. We have encouragers and we have discouragers. We have those that come along and encourage us. And we have those that come along and discourage us. If you really want to drill down and this a little bit further, go read the book of Job. You'll find that Job had some friends that weren't very encouraging to him, right? They came around and sat with him and they were everything on the discouraging side of things. So I want you to think, what type of a friend are you are to your friends? And what type of friends do you have around you? Are they encouraging you or are they discouraging you? So there's a little bit of a test that you could ask yourself whenever you ask, am I being that type of a friend that encourages or discourages? You see, encouragers are going to fill you emotionally. Discouragers are going to drain you emotionally, right? Have you ever been around those people that just, when they leave, you're completely exhausted? Man, they have, they're just high maintenance and they have drained you completely. And it seems, like, it seems like that may be all you get from those types of people. Well, I hope you're not that type of a person. So I want you to think about that. And I've had folks that in my life and in and out of my life that, uh, that think that they are encouraging people, but they're more of a discourager. Matter of fact, they're the types of people that come into your life and they want to tell you everything that's wrong with your life. They're the type of people that come into your life, and especially as a pastor, and they want to tell you everything that's wrong in everybody else's life. Right? You see, that is not an encouraging type of a person. That is a discourager. When I'm around those type of people, I am emotionally drained when they leave. I enjoy a friend that can come alongside me and feel me emotionally. Right? Are you, you understand what I'm saying here, right? Right? So I want you to think, what type of a friend are you? Number three, value or characteristic of a real friend. A real friend is someone who will fight to protect you and or your reputation. A true friend is going to be there when you go into battle. They're going to be there to fight with you when you go into battle. Listen to what Scripture says. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 12. And if someone overpowers one person... Two can resist him. And a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Now this was written based on a military strategy back in the day that was more hand-to-hand combat than anything else. And what would take place whenever a true friend would come alongside to help fight and protect you is that those friends would stand back-to-back. When they would go into battle... Those two friends would stand back to back and go into battle, right? I knew or would know if I was to go into battle that my friend had my back. I could only see out of my peripheral 180 degrees, right? Are you with me? I can't see behind me. But I know I'm going into battle with my friend that has my back. And guess what? I have his back. He's not going to get killed from the back. I'm not going to get killed from the back. That's a true friend. My point is this. A real friend will never stab you in the back. And a real friend, if they're a real friend, you don't even have to guard your back because you know that that friend is there to protect you. Now, let me ask you, do you have some friends like that? Do you have some friends that when you go into battle, you know you can stand back to back with them and go into battle and you know they have your back? Let me ask you another question. Are you that type of a friend? Are you that loyal of a friend to someone that you can let them know, hey, I promise you, you don't have to worry about your back. I've got your finish it for me, right? That's what a real friend does. A real friend, when they hear other people tearing you down and gossiping about you and trying to destroy your integrity or your character or you as a person, a real friend's going to step in there and say, no, 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 hold on a minute. That's not the truth. You guys got that all wrong and I'm not going to sit here and listen to that. Are you with me? That's the type of relationships that we need in a church. Not the, oh, did you hear, oh, let me tell you what I heard. Oh, let me tell you what. Yeah, I knew they never had it anyway. And then we start destroying. You know what that's called? That's called sticking a knife in your friend's. Are you with me, guys? A true friend's not going to do that, right? Because we know that a friend is someone who's going to fight to protect you. So a true friend's going to never put up with that. Got it? Let me give you the fourth one, and I'm done. A real friend is this, number four. A real friend is helping you grow spiritually. A true, genuine friend is concerned about your spiritual well-being. And a true, genuine friend is going to be there to help you grow spiritually. Proverbs 27 and verse number 17, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says this, as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. God's the greatest gift that you could give to any friend, the greatest gift that you could give to any friend or relationship that you're in is the gift of salvation. The gift of sharing with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gift of being sure that all is well with their soul. The gift of being there to help them and encourage them, not judge them and condemn them, but to help them get to the place where everything is well between them and the Lord. Amen? I was speaking with an individual this past week and he stopped by the house and we had about a 15, 20 minute conversation and it went along those types of lines and I said, listen, we're all sinners. I said, I'm the pastor of Victory Church, and he knew that. And I said, but I want you to know I am a sinner. The only difference between me and you is that I'm clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, not John Cannon. And you're clothed in your own flesh, your own righteousness, which does not measure up to God. So the point I want us to get is don't leave here and be judgmental on people. Leave here and love people, care for people, help them get to the place we're all as well with their soul, right? So the four characteristics of a friend, I want you to ask as I wrap this up. A real friend helps you when you're down. A real friend is someone who provides that emotional or that physical warmth that you need. A real friend is someone who will fight to protect you and your, re- re- your reputation. And a real friend is committed to helping you grow spiritually.
0: You can email or call or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.